Morning, everyone. Oh, hello. There I am. That's my fault. 100% my fault. Um, it's good to see you this morning. We're glad that you're here. We're kind of in that weird week between Christmas and New Year's where we go from saying Merry Christmas to Happy New Year within like a 24-hour time frame. It's kind of like this weird, like we don't know exactly how to handle it. It's a, it's a strange week, right? Some of you have had off work, so you don't even know what day it is anymore. Like you, you just kind of you just showed up here because somebody told you, oh, it's Sunday, you need to show up to church, so good job, way to listen to them. But um, it's one of those kind of strange times of year where you're running, many of us are running so hard in the month of December. We're doing a hundred different things, all this different stuff that's happening, and then Christmas hits, all of that happens, and then boom, we find ourselves face-to-face with a new year. And a new year makes us think about a lot of different things, doesn't it? It makes us, like, some of the obvious things. It makes us think about our diet. It makes us think about our exercise. It makes us think about our relationships. It makes us think about a lot of different stuff. And whether we know it or not, many times, whenever we come to a new year, we do a little bit of our own kind of self-examination as we look back at the previous year and look forward to a new year. And sometimes that kind of process or exercise of examining ourselves is, is tough. It's examining our hearts and our minds and our thoughts and our actions. It can be a tough thing. Like, how many of you have ever been evaluated at work? You've been a, in, or maybe you did a big presentation in school and then the teacher evaluates you. Or maybe even some of your uh, classmates evaluate you as part of that process. Who likes that process? Anybody? No, none of us do, right? That's not exactly the most comfortable exercise to be evaluated, right? It's not something we look forward to very much. But an evaluation can be a very important thing. An evaluation can shed light on some things that maybe we can't see on our own. An evaluation is a way for us to kind of take a, a step back and to hear what other people might say, both good and bad, that can help us, right? At the, end of a, at the end of the day, no matter how uncomfortable an evaluation might be, it can help us become more effective people, more effective uh, brothers, sisters, husbands, wives, and it can help us become more effective followers of Jesus as well. And so this morning, I want us to do a little bit of a, a, a self-evaluation. And don't, don't worry, I'm not going to have any, everybody, like, I'm not going to have you come up one at a time like, oh, Kevin, come up, stand up here, let's tell you all the things that are really bad about you right now. We're not doing that this morning. This is a, a self-evaluation where we're going to ask you to kind of take a step back, take a look inside of your heart, take a look inside of the last six to 12 months, take a look forward to the new year, and begin thinking maybe at a little bit deeper level about what God has done and what God is asking you to do as we go into 2019. To help us do that, um, we're going to kind of loosely base this off of an ancient church practice that's been, that's been observed for centuries, and it's called the examine. And the examine is exactly what it sounds like. It's an examination. It's examining my own heart and my own life and where God has been working and where God is now and what God is asking me to do in the future. And it's, it's going to be loosely based off of that, and we're going to look at some different areas of our lives that are going to help us examine ourselves. This idea of examining, this, uh, this idea of the examine that came from the ancient church isn't something they just pulled out of the sky. It, it's in Scripture. If you look at the Word of God, you find time and time again where people take the time to evaluate their own heart, evaluate their own lives, evaluate their own actions. And I want to read a, a, a Scripture as we kind of get started with this this morning. It comes from Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 40. Now, I'll just be really honest with you. 
Um, many times we don't, at, here at the church, we don't spend a lot of time in the book of Lamentations, all right? It's not one of our favorite books of the Bible, and there are some reasons be- behind that. The book of Lamentations isn't exactly the most feel-good book in the Bible. The word Lamentations literally means a cry out of deep grief or sorrow. So it's not exactly the most cheerful book that you can go look at whenever you're trying to find scripture to talk about with people. But the book of Lamentations is important, and there's a reason why the book of Lamentations is there. If you know what's going on in the book of Lamentations, it's written by the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah writes this book right after the Israelites are run out of the city of Jerusalem. God had been warning the Israelites time and time again, you guys need to change your ways. God had used people like Jeremiah to tell them, you need to do things differently. If you don't do things differently, there are going to be consequences for your actions. If you don't change some things about yourself and about the way you live, things are going to get bad. It's not good. You need to do things differently. And time and time again, the Israelites either ignored those messages, they blatantly disregarded those messages, they did whatever they felt like doing, and then the, the, the bottom fell out. And then the Babylonians came into the city of Jerusalem. They ransacked the city. They leveled it. They killed, some, they killed a lot of Israelites. They took other ones captive. And others fled the city and were now in exile. And that's who Jeremiah is writing to in the book of Lamentations. So just to give you an idea of who he's writing to and why he's saying what he says, I think it's important for us to understand that context. So Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 40, think about the people that he's talking to. Their lives have fallen apart. And this is what he says. He says, Instead, let us test and examine our ways. Let us turn back to the Lord. Instead, let us test and examine our ways. I'm sure for many of those Israelites, they thought, too late, too late. Life, do you see what, do you see how we're living right now, Jeremiah? Our life is in shambles. Everything has fallen apart. People that I love have been taken captive or killed. Everything I own has been destroyed. And now you're saying, and Jeremiah is finally saying, now are you ready? Are you ready to test and examine your ways? Are you ready to turn back to the Lord? I'm sure many of those Israelites felt like it was too late. Too late to turn back to God. God would never have them back now. And yet Jeremiah gives them a message of hope even in the middle of their grief, that God was waiting for them to turn back to him. Some of you might feel like the Israelites in the book of Lamentations. 2018 was an awful year for you. Life has fallen apart, and you're standing in the ruins. You're standing in the mess that's left at the end of 2018. Let me give you a message of hope this morning, that as we test and examine our ways, that God is anxiously waiting for us to turn back to him. It is never too late to turn back to God. God is anxiously waiting, arms open, for us to come back to him. And so may that be a message of hope for us as we look at our own lives this morning, because as we do this type of exercise, let's be honest, we're probably going to shed some light on some things that we'd rather not think about, or we'd rather not remember. But even in the midst of that, we can have hope that God is waiting for us to come back to him, to make the changes and adjustments that we need to make and turn our lives back over to the Lord. So that's what we're going to do this morning. 
Again, we're not going to put anybody on the spot, make you share anything with anybody else. This is going to be an opportunity for you and God to start thinking about some different areas of your life. We're going to cover four different areas. And with each area, I'm going to give you some scripture that gives you kind of the context of what we're talking about. And then I'm going to give you some questions. All right? Those questions are already in your outline. They're going to be on the screen. They're in the YouVersion app that we use. All of those questions are there for you. Here's the thing. We, are, we do not have enough time this morning to do this well. We are only going to scratch the surface of this this morning. I hope that you will take this home with you and do this at a deeper level over the next few weeks. As you get ready to walk into a new year, that you would really take time with an exercise like this. That it wouldn't just be something that you just kind of scratch the surface of, but you would dig deep into these areas. So this morning, I'll introduce it. I'll read off the questions. I'm going to give you like two or three minutes. It's not even close to enough time, all right? But I'm going to give you two to three minutes to begin answering maybe just one of those questions. We redesigned the bulletin this morning to give you like a whole blank panel so you can write notes and and jot down ideas, whatever you want. And then as we, at, at the end of that two to three minutes, I'm going to pray and we'll keep moving through these four different areas. Does that make sense? So today is kind of like part sermon, part exercise, all right? So here we go. Let's move to the first area. As we begin to do this yearly examine, as we look at our lives, the first thing we can look at is we can look back. We can look back. To help us look back, we're going to look at the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 7. Moses is writing this, all right? This is actually a song that Moses is writing. It's the end of Moses' life. He knows it's the end of his life. He knows he's not going to be able to enter the promised land with the Israelites. And, and as a last kind of uh, act, as the leader of the Israelites, Moses writes this epic song, all right? But Moses doesn't just write a song. He writes lessons into this song. And so as part of this song, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 7, here's what he says. He says, remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father, and he will inform you. Inquire of the elders, and they will tell you. So Moses does a little bit of teaching as as part of this song. And he's telling the Israelites, he's like, listen, you're about to enter the promised land. But you, it's not just about entering the promised land. It's about remembering how you got here. It's about taking the time to recognize, taking the time to be grateful, taking the time to remember and and learn lessons from the past, the point, all the different things that led to this moment. And so Moses is telling them, go ask your father. Go ask the trusted leaders around you. Ask them, how did we get here? Learn lessons from the past. Take what you can from those moments and those experiences and and use them as a way to keep moving you forward in the things that God is asking you to do. Moses doesn't want them to forget the past. Sometimes when we look back, it's a painful process, isn't it? Sometimes we don't like to look back. But if we aren't willing to look back and take the lessons that we learn from the experiences that we have, it's going to be hard for us to really move forward effectively and be the people that God wants us to be. Now, I'm not telling you to dwell on the past, and I am certainly not telling you that your past defines you. Your past does not define you. If you have put your trust in Jesus, that is your identity, not your past. But those experiences teach us lessons on how we can live our lives today and moving forward. So this morning, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look back a little bit, all right? 
I don't want you to get preoccupied. I don't want you to get stuck in the past, but I want you to think about some things that have happened over the last year. So here are the questions that we're going to look at. So look over the last six to 12 months, reflect on these questions. Where have I been? Where have I been? What significant changes have come my way over the last six to 12 months? When have I been most stressed over the last year? And what am I, what am I or where am I now? All right, so I'm going to give you two to three minutes. Again, it's not enough time. Maybe pick one of those questions. Just start jotting down some notes, thinking about it, processing about it. But the next two to three minutes are yours to pray, think, write, whatever it is you need to do. Um, but take the time right now to, to look back. Let's do that now. Experiences that we've had in the past. Some of those are hard. Some of those are difficult. But God, we thank you for them. We thank you for the lessons that they teach us. God, may we recognize that we are not defined by our past. That if our faith and trust is in you, that we don't have to become preoccupied or we don't have to dwell on the past. But God, may we learn from it. May the lessons and experiences that we've had prepare us for what it is that's coming next. So God, thank you for a time to look back. It's your name we pray. Amen. So we've looked back. The next thing, let's look, <clears throat> let's look through. Let's look through. And to help us look through, what I want to do is I want to look at Psalm 119. In Psalm 119 and verse 59, the writer of this psalm spends a lot of time studying the Word of God and also studying his own life. And in verse 59, it says this. It says, I pondered the direction of my life, and I turned to follow your ways. I think it's very interesting. A lot of times when you look at Scripture and you see these verses that talk about when I've looked at my life, when I've examined my life, when I've studied my actions, when I've studied my attitudes, almost, almost always following that statement is, and I turned, or I, and I went back, or I chose to follow the Lord. There's always a reaction to that that leads people back to the Lord. And I think that's in, it's an important reminder for us as well. So the writer here takes time to look through, to sort through his life. And as he sorts through his life, as he ponders the direction of his life, he makes adjustments, he makes changes, he, makes, he, he, he does some things differently in order to get back in aligned with God, to get back in aligned with God. It's like your car when it goes out of alignment, right? A lot of us drive for like a year with our car just veering to the right, and we just we live with it, Right? We just figure out, oh, guys, got to just keep pulling the wheel to the left. I live with it. But it, no, it doesn't really change until we go and we get in alignment, right? Nothing really changes until we take it somewhere to get some changes done, to get some adjustments made. And sometimes as we look through our lives, as we sort through our lives, we're going to recognize areas where we have to be willing to make adjustments. We have to be willing to make changes so that we can give those areas of our lives and we can continually turn our lives back to God. So, again, I'm going to give you a few minutes to do that now. And just some statements, some questions, some things for you to think about that might help prompt you as you, do, as you look through your life are these. Number one, identify any patterns, connections, or themes that have characterized the last 6 to 12 months of your life. Maybe if you can, summarize the last 6 to 12 months of your life in a sentence or two. And then maybe ask, and this might be the most important question, do you recognize any patterns in your life? Patterns of stress, patterns of anger, patterns of depression, patterns of sin, 
things that keep coming back in your life, as you sort through, as you look through, what keeps coming back into your life? And so take these next few minutes to ponder the direction of your life, to look through, sort through where your life is at now. Again, maybe pick one question and just start. We're not going to have a lot of time this morning. But let's take these next few minutes to begin to look through our lives too. want to deal with. God, give us the courage to, to really make changes and adjustments so that we can be in a line with you, so that you can be leading us and directing us in the way that you want us to go. God, help us as we try to make those adjustments. Help us to, to be empowered by you, but also to be looking for the encouragement and the, and the support of others to help us make those adjustments as well. So God, thank you again for your word. Thank you again for a time to look through our lives as well. In your name, amen. So we've looked back. We've looked through. Let's start to look forward. All right, we're walking into a new year. Let's start to look forward as we walk into this new year. Uh, to help us do that, we're going to go back to the book of Psalms. But in Psalms chapter 32 and verse 8, this psalm is written by David, all right? And if you read all of Psalm 32, what you'll see is that David is actually going through a pretty similar exercise to what we're doing this morning. David is examining his heart. He's examining his life. His life. He's examining his attitudes and his actions. And as he goes through that process, David recognizes areas of sin in his life. And so then he confesses those sins, he repents of those sins, and he wants to start moving forward in the way that God is asking him to go. And this is, in Psalm 32, 8, God actually responds to David after he's worked his way through this kind of exercise. And this is what God tells him. It says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And so as we look forward, if our trust is in Jesus, if we, if we choose to follow the person of Jesus and who Jesus is, then we can have the confidence knowing that God wants us to be on the best possible pathway forward. That God isn't trying to steer us one way or the other off the path. God is trying to place us on a path that is going to allow us to be as the most effective, uh, most impactful follower of Jesus that we possibly can be. Now, we go off the path all the time, don't we? We do things on our own that take us off of that path that God has given us. But God wants us, through the power of his Holy Spirit, leading us and guiding us to be on the best possible pathway. But we have to be willing to make adjustments too. We have to be willing to look back and look through and look forward in a way that is opening up our lives to God and turning over our lives to God as well. And that's what God wants for us. God wants us to always be moving forward. God doesn't want us still and stagnant. He always wants us moving forward. In fact, one of our core values here at Alliance is that we want to be people that take next steps. We always want to be people that take next steps. I don't care if you've been a follower of Jesus for 80 years, for 8 years, for 8 months, or for 8 days. I don't care if you, if you don't know who Jesus is yet and you're wondering about that. I'm, I don't care if you think you, you don't know if you're a follower of Jesus, but you're interested. I don't care where you are in your spiritual journey Every single person in this room has a next step that we can take in our faith. Something else that God is asking of us that's going to help us develop and become more and more the person that he wants us to be. And so we always want to be people who are moving forward, who are taking next steps. 
So we're going to take a few minutes to begin to look forward as we go into 2019. And here are the questions that might help you as you look forward in your own life. Where do you sense God leading you forward? What are some of the invitations that God might be giving you as you look forward? What are your hopes and dreams for the coming year? Maybe paint a picture of the kind of life that you're envisioning over the next year and ask God, God, where are you in this? God, is this what you want? As you begin to lay out your desires and your wants and the things that you, want, you have in mind, turning those things over to God and, and saying, God, is this where you want me to be? Is this my next step? And so, again, take the next few minutes and begin to look forward to the things that God has for us over the next year. We have next steps that you are asking us to take in 2019. God, may we be people who are willing to do that. God, I thank you that you are allowing us to look forward to amazing experiences and, and relationships and, and opportunities in this next year. And God, may everything we do as we look forward honor you. May it be the things that you are asking of us and from us. God, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to look forward. In your name, amen. So we've looked back. We've looked through. We've looked forward. Last thing, I want us to look around. I want us to look around. And here's what I mean by that. You and I cannot, we cannot, do the things that God is asking us to do in the next year by ourselves. We can't do it on our own. We need God. We need other people who are going to help us accomplish the things that God is asking us to do, whether that's individually or whether that's us as a church or however you want to view it. We cannot do this by ourselves. We need others that come alongside of us, that help us, encourage us, challenge us, teach us, hold us accountable to the things that God is asking us to do. And so we have to be willing to not just look forward, but to look around. Many of you know that one of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Proverbs. I love the book of Proverbs. It's, it's, it's always impactful. Every time I read it, I gain something new. It makes me think about things differently. But the book of Proverbs always has really good, impactful, quick truth that makes us think. And Proverbs 17, 17 is another good example of that. This is what it says. It says, A friend is always loyal, and a brother is born to help in a time of need. A brother is born to help in a time of need. If we are brothers and sisters in Christ, we are born, we are, we are here to help each other in our time of need, to help each other as we move forward. We are not made and built to live this life on our own. We need each other. Another one of our core values here at Alliance is that we believe that we are better together. We truly believe that. That we need good, strong, meaningful relationships with other people who are going to help guide us and help encourage us and help strengthen us and challenge us along the way. And so, as you look around this morning, as you look around your life, I want you to picture the people that are around you. Who is it that's walking beside you? Who is it that's walking with you? Who are the people that are going to challenge you and correct you and teach you and, and support you in the upcoming year? And if you can't identify those people, if you can't picture those people as you look around, 
man, I hope 2019 is a year where you begin to get plugged in, where you begin to make those types of connections and build those types of relationships, whether that's in a small group or in a a Bible study or through serving and working alongside other people to make an impact and a difference in other people's lives. All of those are opportunities to build relationships with people who are going to help us as we move forward in the things that God is asking us to do. So the next few minutes, I want you to look around. Look around, and here's some questions that might help you do that. What community support do you need in this season of your life? Who are the people that you need to invite to walk beside you? And then the last one, how can others best support you? And also flip that question around if you want. How can others best support you? And also, how can I best support others? So take the next few minutes as we kind of wrap up to to take the time to look around. Let's do that now. God, we're human, and we make mistakes, and we mess up, and we hurt each other, and we do things that we, we know don't help our relationships, but God, we need each other. We need each other. God, give us grace and mercy with the people around us this year. God, may we surround ourselves with people who are going to challenge us, who are going to teach us, who are going to encourage us, who are going to help us become more and more like your son. God, we thank you for the opportunity to look around. We thank you for placing us here or another church, if it's somebody that's here visiting this morning from another place. God, may we just be grateful for the people that you have put us around. And may we show grace and love and mercy to each other this year. It's your name we pray. Amen. So I hope that this morning just starts something for you. I hope that it it starts an opportunity to dig deeper into these areas of your lives. Again, we don't have time to really dig deep into these areas, but I hope that this morning began that process for you. And so that as a result, as we enter 2019, we can become more and more like the people that God wants us to be. Last year at this time, we did another kind of exercise. It was called the one word, where I kind of had you walk through this process process this exercise of arriving at one word that would help you focus on the person that God wants you to be in 2018. Many of you have done that, and many of you have, um, over the course of the year, have given me updates on how that's been going for you, and I love that. I think that's an amazing thing. Some of you have already actually told me that you've already, re- you've already arrived at your one word for 2019, that you're already working on that. Let me encourage you with this. Maybe this type of exercise, if you're willing to, to walk through these four areas of your life, will help you arrive on a word that would help you focus on the type of person that God is asking you to be in 2019. But all of these are just resources that we want to to give you, to help you, to grow more and more uh, into becoming the people that Jesus wants us to be. So no matter how you choose to use it, no matter how you choose to use it, my prayer is that we would be the people that are willing to take next steps in 2019, to grow in our relationships with each other, and to grow in our relationship with Jesus, that we would be the church that God wants us to be in 2019, that grows in our relationships with each other and grows in our relationships with Jesus. And when we do those things, look out. (laughs) Look out for what God can do in us and through us if we're willing to do that. Let me just end by saying this. I'm going to apologize, but not really. Ready? I hope that this morning... Well, yeah. I hope that this morning was a little uncomfortable for some of you. I do. I hope that this morning was a little uncomfortable for you to start 
thinking about and shedding some light on some areas of your life that you've either chosen to ignore or you don't want to think about or you thought were way, way in the past but you need to kind of go back and deal with and process and move forward from. I hope that that started for some of you this morning. Being uncomfortable isn't always a bad thing. Being uncomfortable in our faith helps us grow. It helps us become more and more like Jesus. And so I hope that that started a process for you this morning. I want to pray for us as we wrap up, that we would be those types of people this year. Let's pray. God, again, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, example after example after example of people who are willing to do these types of things, to examine their own lives. And as a result, time and time again, they turned back to you. God, may we follow that example this morning. May we be people who examine our lives, and as we notice things that need to change, as, as we notice areas of sin, may we make the adjustments necessary to turn back to you. And may we be the people that you are asking us to be in 2019. God, I thank you so much for these people. I thank you for what they mean for me in my walk with you and my spiritual journey. I thank you for what they mean for my family. I thank you that we can do this together, God. Thank you for this church, and thank you for this time. In your name we pray. Amen.